the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Briefing.com Chief Economist. Mr. Rosen, how are you? Oh, pretty good. How are yourself? Good, good. We've got a holiday shortened week, which means the jobs number gets pushed up from Friday to Thursday. We got a little glimpse this morning when the ADP report on businesses adding jobs totaled 237,000. What's your opinion of the ADP report, and what are we looking at for tomorrow's jobs report? Yeah, I mean, it, it's fairly in line with what job numbers or with job expectations. I think the uh, private sector expectations right around 225 or 220, and I think the um, the total payroll uh, expectation tomorrow is right around 230, maybe a little bit lower than that. Now, overall, we're expecting a, a good number. I mean, I don't really use the ADP as a forecast. I think that. Uh, basically, all the number is is Moody's.com's or Moody's Economy.com's forecast for tomorrow's number. You know, give it as that it is. You know, we're looking for a good number. I mean, I, I would I would be very surprised if the number comes in below uh, 200, and I would actually be quite shocked. And does that pretend to growth in the economy? Yeah, I mean, when we're looking at what we really want to see isn't necessarily, you know, it's a coincidence indicator. So it's explaining what's going on today. So it's not going to tell us, you know, much about future economic growth. It's not used in the leading indicators, for example. You know, but what we want to see is income growth. What we want to see is hours worked go up. We want to see the average hourly earnings go up. We want to see payrolls move up in line with that. You know, a couple of weeks ago we saw the BLS report. Uh, on their jolts number, which is the uh, job openings data, and it showed that there was five million jobs open and available. You know, if people can fill them, uh, it's the most in the history of the index. Now, granted, the index only goes back to uh, right around 2000. I think December of 2000 is the first date that we get, but you know, it tells us that there's a lot of jobs open. So we're trying to see why they're not being filled. What's the holdup? Where's the bottleneck coming from? Is it because uh, the labor force, the unemployed, don't have the skills required to take those jobs. You know, can businesses just simply not find workers that are qualified? Or is it that businesses are open to hiring, but they're only going to hire the absolute perfect candidates because they have their choice of picking from, you know, a whole bunch? So instead of, you know, let's say hiring someone and then having to train them, maybe they're better off or maybe they feel that they're better off of just waiting until a trained worker shows up at their door. 
And those are two very different, uh, you know, analyses of where the economy is going or what the economy is doing today. So we really want to see, you know, if businesses are fighting, you know, for labor because they can't find people, we would expect to see wages go up significantly over the next coming months. If businesses are just not hiring because they're, you know, sitting on their heels waiting for the perfect candidate because they know the candidate's out there, they're just not showing up at the door yet, we're not going to see wage growth. And the job opening will just languish on and on. We'll just, you know, it'll just make the data look all messed up. <laughs> Anything else that we need to know about the jobs numbers that you see as insightful? Yeah, I mean, the Fed is going to be highly, you know, is looking at these numbers you know, with with great interest. I mean, we know the Fed wants to raise rates. We've we've heard it from uh, Chair Yellen. We've heard it from the other FOMC board members. We've heard it from Fed presidents. You know, they're just looking for the data to give them some sort of confirmation that you know t- now is the time. If you look at the at the unemployment number, you know, unemployment at what 5.5 percent. I think the consensus for tomorrow is 5.4, and there have been a lot of people in our consensus, the Briefing.com consensus, that has uh, you know forecasted a 5.3 percent unemployment rate you know for this coming month. If you look at the CBO who calculates potential uh, employment, potential unemployment rates, which is the guide of you know, how low unemployment can go before you have an you know, a significant acceleration in inflation, you know, it's rated at 5.4, 5.5. So the unemployment rate as it stands is telling us that we're at full employment, that we should be expecting to see a move in inflation. However, you know, and this is a big caveat, the population to employment ratio is so much lower now than it has been in the past because a lot of people have simply left the labor force due to the recession and haven't returned. Now, we expect those people to come back and if you look at simple demographics, you know, some of these people left because of retiring, but a lot of the people left because they just simply couldn't find a job and they just haven't come back yet because they don't still feel like they could find a job that suits what they need, what they can do. And if that's the case, if we look at just the demographic ratios, you know, the unemployment rate instead of being 5.4%, 5.5% is really closer to 7, 7.5%, which is a big difference, meaning that there's still a lot of slack in the in the you know, in the system. And if there's a lot of slack, you don't want to have rates tighten because it just makes it much more harder to see economic gains. So what we want to look at, what the Fed's going to look at tomorrow is not necessarily, you know, what that unemployment rate is today or what the payroll number looks like. They're going to look at that average hourly earnings and that work week and see if businesses are requiring to increase their pay to attract labor. You know, are we seeing inflationary pressures? If we start to see the inflationary pressures, it would give the Fed that much more comfort to raise rates. And if we're thinking a rate hike, you know, most economists are expecting it in September, which would correspond with the next um, Fed chair press conference. You know, you really only have two more data points to get there, and this would be a big one. Okay. Um the other data that we're, I'm seeing today, manufacturing indexes continue to rise in the United States, leaving a little bit of soft patch behind, revving up activity. Is manufacturing important still to the U.S.? Because we know that a lot of manufacturing jobs went overseas. Is this a good sign or a bad sign? Yeah, I mean, it's a good sign. I mean, I don't look at the overall top-line number of the ISM. I care more about the production number. The production number was a little bit soft. You know, it tells me that that the manufacturers aren't producing as quickly as or as much as they did, you know, 
not too long ago. You know, really, I mean, the ISM in itself is, is not the best indicator. What you really want to do is look at that industrial production number, and that's been pretty miserable for the last couple months. And, uh, you know, when we start seeing a move to a stronger industrial production number, you know, that's important. And the reason why it's important is that, you know, the cyclical nature of the business cycle tends to show up most often and the largest uh, part in manufacturing sectors. So the service sector tends to be pretty stable. So when you have big disruptions in manufacturing, you have recessions or you have extreme significant economic growth. When manufacturing is just stable, you know, we should expect to see a stable you know, recovery or a stable economy. So you tend to look at the manufacturing sector just to see where the, the ebbs and flows of overall economic gains are going to come from because that's really the only cyclical nature that we have. Anything else that you're seeing out there in the world of economics that you think should be brought up? Yeah, I was real happy with today's uh, construction numbers. I mean, really, okay. really happy. We had a 2% gain in uh, April. Typically, when you get a gain in that neighborhood, you would expect to see a natural pullback just because, you know, it's hard to sustain growth at that rate. So, you know, in my mind, I was expecting, you know, maybe a half percent uh, pullback from what we saw in April and to, to occur in May. Consensus had a small 0.3% expectation of growth, and we easily exceeded that. Uh, and it, it was really impressive. You know, if you look at the details, it was a lot in manufacturing. If you look at the non-residential sector, growth came predominantly from the manufacturing sector. So that was a really nice move. You know, we've had a you know, the, the way the uh, the construction industry has been, you, you need these cyclical-type uh, industries, manufacturing, construction, to really expand, see economic growth, you know, in, in terms of GDP, accelerate. And that's kind of what we saw. You know, that's what we, we got in, in today's construction numbers. Anything that you're working on for briefing.com that uh, you do longer articles and they're pretty insightful and they're pretty easy reads. Anything that's uh, jumping out that we should yeah, be aware of? I mean, we're just basically looking, you know, at the housing industry specifically. Um, you know, the, the existing home sales numbers that we got last week, the new home sales numbers that we got last week were really good. You know, we know that a lot of this growth may be as a result of demand being pulled forward because interest rates are expected to rise. And if that's the case, are these numbers stable? We want to kind of get an idea of who's making the purchases, how interest rate sensitive these purchases are, so we can get an idea if rates do rise in the, in the coming months. And, then, you know, if we start to see mortgage rates creep, you know, back above 4%, 4.5%, how is that going to impact sales? You know, right now we think that a lot of the, the gains that we got in the latest data, which was May's numbers, were uh, demand being pulled forward. And if that's the case, we would expect to see a pullback you know, maybe not in June, but you know, definitely by August and September. So, you know, just looking at the coming months and seeing how interest rate sensitive these sectors are, and seeing you know who's making the purchases. You know, first-time homebuyers made a significant chunk in the last um, last report. You know, investor demand is slowing. That's a good sign for economic gains for a stable housing market. And just kind of looking to see where those things are matching. Any quick thoughts, like 10-second thoughts on Greece? Um, it's scary. It's back and forth, back and forth. You know, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, lasting understanding of where things are going to go, you know, until next week after the referendum. So, 
I'm, I'm anxious, but I don't think it's having a, a major impact on U.S. Uh, economic growth. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen, briefing.com. He's the chief economist. Have a good fourth. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black and your money. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.